Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Good morning, Dr. Benzer. How are you? Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, Kathy, and thank you for having me uh, on your show. I I just want to say I just listened to the Golani song yes. and it's so emotionally charged these days. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for, 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 for having this song and broadcasting it. Um, and going back to why I'm here on your show, and I think you, you very nicely put it, uh, the Honest Reporting article discusses media bias in relation uh, to the international media coverage of the Israeli-Hamas war, especially uh, in the way Israel is portrayed in the news. But I think before we refer to media bias, we need to define the term bias. Mm-hmm. Um, bias refers to the tendency or the predisposition which prevents a person from impartially or objectively evaluate information and therefore preventing him or her from reaching a fair and accurate judgment. Now, we all know that the news media today is viewed as bias and accusations of media bias in news reporting have led to a credibility crisis among the audience uh, who consume the news. We are no longer these passive recipients of media content. We are often skeptical about the accuracy and the truthfulness of what is being reported. Now, perceiving the media as bias leads to less trust in the public in the media. Now, if we are going going and thinking about the consequences, especially during times of war and conflict, the audience needs to be informed in the most accurate way possible. We know how public opinion, which is shaped by news, pressurizes government to change policies. We know how news mobilizes uh, uh, the public to take action, whether to protest, to demonstrate, to boycott product, but also it can lead to use of aggressiveness and violence, like we see in uh, the anti-Semitic incidents. Now, if we are looking or we're trying to identify the factors or the types of media bias, we can refer to several categories. We can talk about media bias that can stem from news that favor one side instead of providing a balanced, equivalent treatment of both sides in the conflict. It is very necessary to provide a full picture, a background, and to present the underlying issues, not just the visible aspect, but also the invisible causes. Now, media bias can also stem from the personal preferences, motivations, attitudes, values, and belief of the journalists on the content. So even, and, and, and the, uh, uh, the honest reporting article refers to it, even when a journalist writes a column, an opinion column, to reflect a certain position on a certain issue, he or she needs to use supporting evidence. He or she needs to make sure that uh, uh, they present accurate information, that they use the right terminology when stating facts, etc. 
And of course, media bias can also stem from news which, whatever, whether it's deliberate or not, distorts or falsifies reality. It can be because facts were not thoroughly checked and verified because of the need to be first to publish. Yeah. Okay. Like we had, for example, when uh, uh, when there was a claim that Israel bombed the hospital. Okay. Right. Back then, the El Ali hospital. Okay. But then they found out that it was fake news. Okay, because they follow what the Palestinians were saying, but it was fake news because eventually it was because of a failed missile of the jihad, the Islamic jihad. Okay, so we, we can talk about those three categories, okay, but also it can lead to, to use of fake news. This is also media bias. Now, you mentioned the terminology. Language, it's very nuanced. And the language, exactly, exactly. And that can be more sophisticated. Oh, absolutely. Media bias can be reflected in the terminology, in the in the terminology uh, 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 chosen, and the language, the rhetoric. For for example, Newsweek chose to report that the attack on October seventh led to the death of more than one thousand two hundred people, whereas when referring to Israel, it reported is that Israeli forces killed more than 11,000 people. Now, the verb killed is stronger, it's more powerful, indicating some kind of a deliberate action and calling for Israel's responsibility. Whereas the word death, when talking about what the Hamas did, is more passive. It's it like mitigates downplaying it. this. Exactly, it mitigates exactly. it. Down Mitigation crashes planes. We know this. You've got to be direct and you've got to be, don't mitigate your words. Exactly. Absolutely. Downplays these atrocities that were committed by those Hamas terrorists. Think about the way the BBC, that only until recently refused to label the Hamas militants as terrorists. And by, 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 by doing that, basically the BBC refused to classify the Hamas as a terror organization. So the BBC justified saying that the terrorism is an emotive subject and it is not their job to tell people who to support and who to condemn, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. But you can see that this language choice is so crucial, especially when shaping public opinion, and we see here that the international community is not passive. They are act, they are very active, and they react to what they listen, to what they see, and they, on social media, on TV, everything is so important. And journalists should be very clear. I'm sorry. No problem, no Go problem. Ahead. I'm just watching the time, and I just, uh, yeah. Um, so... Professor or Doctor, Dr. Benzor, I think that at some point we really do need to get you back on again because this is a much bigger conversation. The average person is so overwhelmed by people trying to sell Mm. us, between people trying to sell us stuff, whether it is opinions, whether it is uh, merchandise, and sometimes it's easier just to read the headlines and the first sub-headline rather than the whole story. Mm -hmm. And it's important to read the story. Right and and make up our own opinions, and I'm, I'm so sorry that we have that we have to let you go, but we are very late for news. We are three minutes over. 
<laughs> I just didn't want to let you not speak because you are. It's just wonderful speaking to you. So uh, thank you very very much for your time and. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get Dr. Galit Bensur from the Department of Political Science at Barilan. Isn't it interesting what she was saying?